Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right, we are only 12 days into our college football season preview series. We probably have at least 40 more to go, so lots of content coming. Uh, Subscribe if you like college football. Ryan, what's our question for today? Our question for today is, what is each Pac-12 team's X factor in 2021? Okay, so you can choose a a player, position group, coach, whatever you want. Uh, Let's start with the Pac-12 North, Ryan. All right, I'll start us off with Cal. Um, with Cal, I'm going in, I'm taking a player here. Nico Remigio, the wide receiver. Wow. Um, Cal is not going to light you up through the air, of course, but they need to get back to at least being decent with that. All right. Remigio in 2019 had over 500 yards, uh, in just 10 games. So, and he averaged like 14 yards per, per catch. Last year in, in Cal's four games, he had 90 yards. So, they really need him to get that production going back up because his fellow receiver, Kakoa Crawford, put up similar stats in both these past two years. So, like, his production didn't drop. It was just Remigio. So, can, if he can get back to what he was, then you got Crawford, you got Remigio. Maybe you can get a little bit of a momentum going for Garbers. Um, now, obviously, the O-line is going to have to do a lot better job protecting, creating holes, um, and Garbers is going to have to give it to him. But if he gets over 500 yards again this year, that'll be a strong sign that Cal – it could likely be a bowl team. Okay. Uh, moving on to Oregon. And this is an easy one. Uh, to me, the X factor is quarterback play. And that likely means Anthony Brown. Uh, because the defense is full of talent. They should be good, of course, led by Kayvon Thibodeau. The receiving core is, I think, loaded with, with both the young talent and kind of proven veterans. Uh, the difference between Oregon being a playoff contender or, you know, possibly losing the North to Washington, I think is, is that quarterback. And I'm pretty optimistic about Brown. Like he's, he's a dual threat. He kept getting better, uh, year after year at Boston College and played pretty well in the bowl game last year against Iowa State and seemed to yeah. obviously overtake Tyler Shuck. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. So am I. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, their rival, the, 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 the Beavers, excuse me, of, uh, Oregon State. Uh, for them, I'm going with the running back room. And I guess in particular, BJ Baylor, who was, seems to be the heir apparent for Jamar Jefferson, who was an unbelievably good running back for them in the past few years. Um, and Jamar Jefferson's really the only significant loss that the, this Beaver team has on offense. Um, so the question is, can, can BJ Baylor come close to matching his production? Obviously, he's not as good. Uh, I'm not, you don't need to just replicate Jefferson, but you got to be able to do well, well enough to get close to it. Their own lines, I would think would continue. They got a lot of production back there, which can continue to create some holes. So if you get Baylor can produce about 80% of what Jamar Jefferson gave you, I think the rest of the group is going to make up for it. Maybe the passing game with uh, Tristan Jebbia. I think Jebbia will be the guy. Um, he kind of seemed to settle in before he got hurt. Um, so I think with him getting another year under his belt, maybe being the guy, uh, so I think the offense can still be a solid offense. It wasn't great, but <laughs> maybe, I th- maybe I think, they can yeah, be all I think right. it can be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Stanford and this is a tough one cause there are, you know, several weaknesses on the team. I know they went four and two last year, but they look deeper into the advanced numbers and, you know, they won some close games. They, they definitely, uh, have been slipping as a program, but I, I don't see the defense as an X factor because honestly, I just have a hard time seeing it 
being that good. I, I think they might need the, the offense to, to carry them. So I'm saying their X factor is the passing game. Um, because they lost Davis Mills to the NFL. He was a very efficient quarterback. They lost Semi Fehoko to the NFL. He had more than double the receiving yards of anybody else on yeah. the team. Yeah. So that was a big loss. Guys need to step up in their place. That receiver, Bryson Tremaine, had 19 yards per catch last year. So maybe he can be that big play guy to, to kind of pair with the more dependable Michael Wilson. And at quarterback, it's either the senior Jack West or the former blue chip um, quarterback Tanner McKee, who was one of the top you know recruits in the country a few years ago before going on his mission. So we'll see. I mean, I think if, if I'm a Stanford fan, I'm hoping it's McKee because he, yeah. he that unlocks some upside. More upside. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to Washington, uh, UW. You know, I tried to kind of avoid the QBs if I could. I know. It's, uh, it's an easy one. You know, but this one I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> it's Dylan Morris and the QB play. If this, you know, I'm assuming Dylan Morris be the guy. If he isn't, maybe Patrick O'Brien, um, or the freshman Sam Heward, but Dylan Morris is it. You know, I'm not worried about UW's ground game. Five returners and starters up front, three experienced running backs. They're going to be fine. But can, can Dylan Morris push the ball downfield? Uh, can some of the re- receivers kind of step up? I mean, I know he's, it's not going to be all Morris. He needs some guys to step up on the outside, but you know, if Morris is good, then UW should have a very good offense and, you know, have a legit chance of winning the, the Pac-12 in general. So, uh, it's a lot rides on his shoulders. Okay. Last team in the North is Washington State. And my X factor is defensive coordinator Jake Dickert. And I have, I have a lot of confidence in the offense. You know, we talked about, I think last episode with Nick Rolovich getting another year to install the, the run and shoot. I think they should be good on that side of the ball. You know, they've, they've got the weapons, Max Borgie. They've got a good, uh, receiving core as well. Whether it's Jaden Delora, Jarrett Garantano at quarterback, I, I feel good there. So the question mark is defense and it was bad last year. Uh, but Dickert, you know, didn't have time to install you know, his system yeah. on his side of the ball either. And he's got a good reputation. He was Wyoming's defensive coordinator before coming to Wazoo, did a very good job there. So if he can take the, you know, good amount of production they have coming back defensively and take a big jump forward, then Wazoo could could be a surprise team. Yep, that's why I like Wazoo. I think both sides of the ball will definitely be better. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to the South, shall we? Uh, the first team we from shall. the South that I will, t- we shall. The first team that I'll touch on is, uh, Arizona. Uh, the Wildcats. This is a season of who knows what's gonna happen with Arizona. You got a lot of unknown surprises, so you could pretty much go with anything here. But I'm gonna go with one guy in particular, defensive end Jalen Harris. Um, so the reason why I'm going with him is because of the new hire on defensive coordinator, uh, of Don Brown from Michigan. Um, we know he uses a very aggressive style of defense, so loves to get after the quarterback. So a guy like Harris, 6'5", 260 off the edge, should get a lot of opportunities as a pass rusher. Um, he had three sacks as a freshman, four as a sophomore, and that was in a conservative defense. So I think the guy with his potential, he really does have potential. Um, maybe Don Brown can kind of mold him into some, one of his pass rushing specialists. So because yeah, that kid could be NFL-type player if used correctly and kind of reaches his uh, upside. So Jalen Harris could be a big-time player. Okay. Uh, Arizona State is the next one. One of the, you know, co-favorites in the South, I would say, with USC and, and maybe Utah. I guess, you know, you could say any potential sanctions are kind of the X factor here. We don't know what's, 
going to happen with that. The team's but still going to be playing nine Pac-12 games, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I agree. So, um, I think, you know, looking at the team, I think almost every position is, is kind of a known quality, uh, known quantity. The, the defense is talented and experienced. The only wild card to me is, is on offense and it's the receiving core. So that's, that's my X factor. I mean, they have Brian Young. It's young. Exactly. They have Brian Thompson, who's kind of the veteran transfer from, uh, Utah and he can be their, their deep threat, hopefully. But other than that, it's a ton of freshmen and sophomores. Now they're all like four star recruits and they, you know, a few of them got their feet wet in the short season last year. So, um, yeah, they, they could take a big jump forward. The X factor is not me saying that they're bad, but it's just like, I feel like there is kind of a wide variance. Like they could be a top two or three position group in in the Pac-12 if everything works out, but we'll see. Yeah, a lot. It was a good thing was that a lot of those guys got some reps last year when Frank Darby went down yeah. for, uh, to an injury. So um, at least they had some 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 time to work out some kinks. But uh, all right, let's move on to Colorado. Um, man, I'm going with the quarterback again, second time, Rass. But I'm going to take so the quarterback Bryn Lewis. Um, it's probably going to be him. Could be the Tennessee transfer, JT Shrout. Um, but seems like Lewis is going to have the, the maybe the the head the leg up. Um, the Buffs have been in the Pac-12 for ten years now. Not once have they finished in the top half of the conference in scoring. Bottom wow. half every single and Steven year. Steven Montez years. was the quarterback for eight of those years. So, <laughs> wow. And that year where they won, what they won ten games. Not even that year, they didn't get the top. They were seventh that year. Interesting. So. That is, isn't that crazy? I mean, you'd think one of those 10 years you'd have like, I mean, you don't even have to be good. Just okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just one winning season of those 10. So I guess that kind of tells you. But anywho, they've struggled. Um, but if they get solved QB play this year, it's actually possible they could break that trend. There's good talent, actually, uh, pretty so- uh, talent on that offense. You got two really good running backs, Jarek Broussard and Alex Fontenot. Broussard kicked butt last year. Fontenot was injured, uh, but he was good in 2019. So those two guys, nice compliment. Four starters up front on the old line, so I, th- I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. Good looking receiving core, even after losing JD Nixon or KD Nixon, excuse me. Um, so if if the QB position steps up, because last year Neuer was, he, I mean, I think maybe he got a lot of credit or at least a decent amount, and he was not good. Yeah, like, his six touchdowns, seven picks, like he wasn't good. Um, so if Brendan Lewis or JT Shrout could just be almost average to above average then you know there could be a decent offense okay i like it uh moving on to ucla they are seventh in the nation in returning production they've got 19 starters returning so you'd kind of expect improvement across the board i think the biggest x factor for them if they want to take that jump to become a potential top 25 team which i think is very possible and that's uh limiting turnovers so obviously that's big for any team but it just has seemed to be a problem for ucla uh ever since yep. chip kelly got there like in 2019 dtr led the nation in fumbles through 12 picks uh in 2020 they were 12th in the nation in in fumbles per game so it just seemed like seems like it's been one thing or the other the other um, and they have a brutal schedule. They got LSU in the non-conference. They drew Washington and Oregon from the north. So they really need the good DTR, uh, to show yeah. up and, and, and he did last year. And for the most part, they, they got the good DTR, but it was a short season. So we, we can't see the, the 2019 Dorian Thompson Robinson. We need to see that 2020 version where he was at least better with, with turnovers. 
yeah, I'm very really looking forward to seeing UCLA play and because DTR like last year, especially again what against USC, like he was great. Yeah, I mean he he had some he was clutch and I, I really look forward to that LSU game. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. That'll be a good one. That'll be a real, real test for, for both teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both have a lot of questions, but, uh, all right. We're going to, let's see, our 11th team here. We got, uh, USC. I am taking USC and I am going with the true freshman, Corey Foreman. I he is wow, the okay. X Factor. All right. All right. Yep. Well, listen, USC, I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get elsewhere. And uh, the offensive line is going to be bad. <laughs> okay. So the receivers are going to be fair. good. I thought, cause I was like, <laughs> offensive line is the X factor, but you're just like, well, no. we just know they're going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not really an X factor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's we've seen depressing. them. <laughs> it's harsh, but true, right? Yeah. Uh, we've seen the running backs. We've, we know the receivers are good. We know Sleet Slovis is good. So the offense is, that there it is. Defense kind of also know what we're going to get for the most part with guys like Drake Jackson, Chris Steele. So it should be all right. But can Corey Foreman come in and make that big impact, that Kayvon Thibodeau type of impact as a freshman where Kayvon Thibodeau had like nine sacks? So, you know, he's second overall recruit, maybe number one, depending on which service you go by. I kind of forget which, but he was. I think he was right number there. one in the composite. Okay, there you go. So if he's as good as advertised and comes in, boom, he's he is a legit rush the passer I mean, that is huge because you're going to have him and Drake Jackson coming at you on both sides. That's really hard to deal with as an offense, right? When you got two yeah. guys that you got to worry about. So I think that could make USC's defense pretty good. Um, so I think if he's there, boom, USC could be pretty solid. All right. Uh, yeah, I like that one um, after hearing your explanation. Uh, Utah is the final team here in the Pac-12 South. And, you know, Morgan Scally, the defensive coordinator, is going to have a good defense. Like even last year when they – had felt like very few returning starters. They yes. lost everybody. They were still fine. I mean, outside of that first game against SC, they were fine. So with everybody coming back now, no worries on that side of the ball. The X factor to me is the team's projected starting quarterback, Charlie Brewer, the transfer from Baylor. He had a down 2020 at Baylor, but his supporting cast was was pretty bad, so I don't really blame him for that. I think you got to put more weight into the previous few years where he was he was very solid. So, you know, you pair him with because the rest of the offense I feel good about. You got all five starters back up front. You've got um, you know Brant Keithy at tight end. Britton Covey's a good weapon at receiver. Um, running back, of course, you had the the tragic passing of of Ty Jordan. You did bring in some transfers: T.J. Pledger from OU, Chris Curry to kind of try to help um make up for that but um but if if charlie brewer plays like he did in 2019 baylor then utah could yeah. win the pac-12 and maybe make a run at the playoff if he plays like 2020 yeah. then you know could be seven and five eight and four yeah I, I agree there and it's i mean maybe cameron rising the the texas transfer could be the guy for qb it's i mean if if Brewer doesn't work, no, yeah, it's, that's true. It's not a it's not a shoe in that Brewer will be the starter. But he was, I think, sixteen for sixteen in the spring game, Ryan. So come on, that's true. Come on, it's perfect. <laughs> no, hey, he's my boy. Like I, you know, Brewer's a man, mm-hmm. but I'm, I think he'll start and I think he'll do do well. Okay, there you have it. The X factors for every Pac-12 team. If you're a fan of a certain Pac-12 team and you disagree with our X factor, I'm actually a fan of USC and disagreed with Ryan's. But after hearing it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Yeah. So. Uh, But let us know who you think your team's X Factor is. And we will be back tomorrow answering the question of whether Arizona State or Utah is the bigger threat to USC defending Pac-12 
South champion USC in the South. The huge favorite in the South. Oh, monster favorite. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.